Hey guys, I really love the podcast. Happy 50th and keep it going. Hey JJ, hey Vince, congrats on your 50th and or 50th episode of your podcast, One Cardinal, One Cup, One Beer. Many more coming, I'm hoping. Hey guys, congrats on the one full year of podcasting. I know you guys have another one in you, so you know, let's make it happen. I don't get all broken up about much, but I want to ask you one thing, one carton, one cub, one hot dog, are you feeling? Well, do you punks? Seriously, congratulations on 10 interesting minutes of content. Happy anniversary to one cardinal, one cub, one beer. JJ, Vince, love your work. Keep keep up the great work, guys. One. Hey, Dad. Hey, Vince. Uh, I just want to congratulate you guys on one year of having your one cardinal, one cub, one beer podcast. Happy anniversary, JJ and Vince. One cardinal, one cub, one beer. I love my baseball Wednesdays. JJ, you look so awesome and happy. And if I need anything about baseball, you guys are it. Hey guys, want to tell you congratulations, 50 shows. That's really good, something to be proud of. I've watched, I have not missed an episode yet. Uh, it t- might take me a day or two to watch it, but we'll get it in. Get thumbs up. And welcome to our 50th edition, which is officially one year, being that we did take two weeks off one for Thanksgiving and one because I was out of town. Uh, but I mean, I was at the Hall of Fame, so I was doing baseball crap. So um, welcome. And I hope you enjoyed uh, the opening montage of people who gave us their congratulations and adulations. And we that's why we do Patreon. So we can pay people to do stuff like that. None of these people have ever watched this show. Are you kidding me? Fans no. ain't free. That's right. I do want to remind you before we get rolling here to like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on X, contact us through one card, one cup, one beer at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our page by clicking on the icon in the bottom right. For those of you who are on Mac or PC, if you're watching this on another device, at the end of this video, just go to the circle and uh, click that and you will be uh, subscribed. Also, make sure that you support us on Patreon so we can pay more people for our two-year anniversary to say nice things about us. Uh, you can support our efforts for as little as $3 a month. And that comes out to what, like, I don't know, 80 cents of coffee. I, I have no idea. So anyway. Uh, JJ, you've got to be in a better mood than me and Max, so talk about it. <laughs> you know what? I'm always in a pretty good mood, you know? And I, first of all, happy one-year anniversary, Vince and Max. I appreciate you guys so much. And Vince, I got something for you. First of all, I got, uh, it was your birthday not long ago. I wanted to get something for you. And the next time I see you, I'll bring this to you, but I've got, the uh, 2013, you've already seen this, but I, I have it for you, the Cubs Media Guide. And I think that kind of tells the story of the up, the five-year run you guys went on where you were one of the best teams of baseball at the time. And then uh, I got this. It's a, a story on Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub right there. I have so not read that. So you got, um, I know you had some books to add to your library a couple weeks ago. 
So yeah. now you got a couple. Now you got a couple more. And this, 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 this is a just a hour and a half thing once a week for me. This is a lifestyle. One cardinal, one cup, one beer is a lifestyle. And people come over and we trade things. We flip cards. I go places. People have seen our podcast. They talk baseball to me. I have a great time. I have a few new items. So for this one episode, it might be one cardinal, one cub, and one Brocka pop. I got a uh, Lou Brock Brocka pop can right there. And on the back, Very good. Ves- Vescola. As you know, you had the you inspired me. You had the RC can collection last week, and I heard a, one of my real good friends, Dennis Rose. He was the guy at the beginning standing by the tree. <laughs> he said, "Oh, I forgot all about RC. I I didn't even know they had players on the back of the can." So a lot, a few people were mentioning that to me this week. I got a couple of postcards. I like these postcards. I got a, uh, I believe this is a sixty. For Kenny Boyer postcard old style and that's just a stamped autograph but the other postcard I got is actually signed by Max Lanier who just went in the Cardinal Hall of Fame I yeah. like that it's, it's old school you can see those wool uniforms so Jeez. I got that and one last item because I don't want to keep going on but the this is kind of the uh I, I'm building up suspense here this was the box that came in Howard Bowski WWF and the bobblehead, are you ready for this? The stone I'm ready cold, for it. The Stone Cold Steve Austin Alberbowski bobblehead. Instead of Stone Cold on the black vest, it's the Mad Hungarian. How about that? You got the lights on them. You got the WWE uh, insignia on the back. Very cool. So I'm putting them in the my little uh, display case next to the X-Tine WWE bobblehead right there and they can battle it out right there the cubs did that too and they had uh someone as hulk hogan max you remember who it was oh i can't remember yeah so we we had hulk hogan uh, like a cow schwarber maybe or something no uh, cow schwarber has a team for years so oh this is recently this yeah is recently. yeah wwe oh. did that i i guess across the board across the thing okay like, what's a hat maybe Oh, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, that, that's his guy in it. Hat is his, is his player, right? The guy, his favorite. No, it's Horner. Nico, Nico. Horner. His Max got his 40 yeah, face today. Man. Very exciting. Yeah. No, nobody's fantastic. app after today. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard the news. Okay. <laughs> we'll be waiting on that. The last thing I'm going to show you, I got this. I like these old scorecards. This may be a thing of the past one day. But this is 1970. You can see the ad at the top, the DX Gasoline. That color code in the 70s, Vince, you remember Saturday morning cartoons, Super Friends, and all the colorful, the Jackson 5 uh, cartoon they had, and the Osmonds. They had all those colorful things on there. I'm sure there were better cartoons. Unless you had a black and white TV like we did until about 1978. (laughs) Okay, well, this is what it looked like, Vince. This is what you remember. This is a uh, May game where Gibson pitched against the Pirates. And uh, 1970 was the last year Roberto Clemente played, and he was batting third for the Pirates. And uh, some of the players in the lineup, we had Jose Cardinal leading off, an ex-Cub and Cardinal. Um, Leron Lee, that's a name from the past, playing oh, wow. first base. Yeah, remember that name? Not a long career, but he was up. 
Uh, Brock batted third, and Dick Allen was our cleanup hitter that year, 1970. Um, Joe Torrey was batting fifth, and uh, he was catching that game. Joe Torrey was the fifth place hitter and catching, and Gibson pitched. And at that point in the season, he was two and one. And in this game, it uh, was one to one. And Al Oliver, who we mentioned quite a bit on the podcast, hit a grand slam to beat the Cardinals. So uh, anyway, Clemente was in the lineup. Willie Stargell, uh, Manny Sanguian, Moises Alou. And they had a shortstop on the Pirates in 70 named Patek. That couldn't have been Freddie Patek, could it? Yeah, that was Freddie. He played for the Pirates? Pirates. Yes. I did not. I did not know that. So anyway, just to get that out of the way, you know how I am such a fan. And uh, I guess I'll get to Cardinal news then. We actually had a good week. Uh, and we went on the road for nine days. Tonight is the ninth game. We were playing teams that are in the in the playoff, uh, you know, races. Uh, we started off with Atlanta, who may be the best team in baseball. And they were coming off a eight and two uh, last 10 games, and we beat them two out of three. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And I hear a lot of Cardinal fans, oh, why didn't we do that all year? Well, in the to be honest, we don't have any pressure. We're playing pressure-free. We're playing our young guys. Um, these games really don't mean much for us except being a spoiler to the other team. And a lot of these young guys are getting a look at. So uh, we won uh, 10 to 6 and 11 to 6. So our uh, uh, Friday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, 10 to 6, Wednesday, 11 to 6. So our, li- our hitters really came out and did a great job. And then the third game, we lost 8 to 5, and that was the game Wayno pitched, and he did not have a very good game that particular game. But the two games before, two of the last three games, he had pitched really good up to that point. Um, then we go to Cincinnati, who I, there's no, I don't think there's a team except the Mets. I love to be a spoiler to other than the Cincinnati Reds. I don't know what it is. I would like to see them make the playoffs because a lot of the experts said we had the weakest division and it would be great if three teams went to the playoffs from the central, that would be nice. And, and of course, then I want the Cubs, uh, the Reds to get <laughs> kicked out in the first round, but that's my dreams right there. I don't, I don't dream high, uh, but we took two out of three against the Reds. Uh, we beat them on Friday, nine to four. We beat them Saturday for, uh, Let's see. No, yeah, we won four to three. And then Sunday, we just got annihilated seven to one. It wasn't even a competitive game. And uh, we've talked about this kid a lot. Hunter Green just looked, he threw a six uh, inning one hit game. We didn't even have a chance. And by the end of the game, we still only had one hit, and it was Kisner, uh, which is a surprise. He's, I'd probably be the last guy I'd bet on to get the one hit, but he's the one that got the hit. And we at least did get a run. And now we're playing the Baltimore Orioles, a team I really love to watch play. And uh, we split with them so far. So we have at least got a winning uh, record go- uh, on this uh, road uh, trip we're on right now. Two, four, two, five, three. We're five and three right now going into the last game. And last night, the five to two game, uh, Wayno uh, got his 199th win. And he's just one win away. He's probably got about three starts to go. 199 is great. We've only had, he, there's only two other Cardinal pitchers with more than 199. But, you know, in baseball, we like round numbers. We like 200. We like 500 home runs. We like, you know, 300 wins. We like stuff like that. So I'd love to see him get that. But he's also at uh, 2,199 strikeouts. 
So, um, and he's, there's only two guys, him and Gibson's the only Cardinals over 2000 strikeouts in a Cardinal uniform. So uh, that's pretty cool. And I've enjoyed this week. I love watching these young players. We have a lot of injuries, but uh, they're all battling for jobs next, next year. And uh, there's just some numbers that I'm looking at at the end of the year right now. Goldie has 24 home runs. I don't think, I don't know if he's going to get, we only got two and a half weeks of the season left. I don't know if he's going to get 30. Uh, Wayno, like I said, 29, 199 wins. Um, I'm pulling for him to get that next, another win. And 2,199 strikeouts. And he only needs one more. I can see him. That should be no problem, I would think. Uh, Nolan Gorman has had a heck of a year. His batting average is about 10 point. Everything he's done this year, he's, this is the second year in the big leagues he's really improved on. Uh, last year, I think he hit like 236. This year, he's hitting 246. I got some numbers here for you, but every category, even stolen bases, he's doing better in. Last year, he hit 14 home runs. This year, 27, hitting 10 points higher, uh, getting to play more. His defense is better. He's a third baseman by trade, but you got Arenado there. But they're putting him in. I think he's going to be our second baseman. He's done really a good job at second base. And uh, I tell you what, I'm really – I'm high on that kid. He's got more doubles already, more home runs, uh, twice as many RBIs. Had one stolen base last year, got seven this year, so he's really improved. Um, Let's say anything else. Oh, the Cardinals have 64 wins. And I don't know, Max, and and if you guys listen to all these radio shows where they say, oh, the Cardinals are lucky if they get 60 wins. And I always thought at least 70. Well, they're at 64 right now. we got two and a half weeks. I think we can get to 70. some of the years we've had in the past where wasn't very good. 2007, we had 78. Uh, 99, we had 75. 97, 73. In 95, we had 62 wins. So we've already exceeded that, 62 and 100. Um, and then in 1990, we had 70 wins. So I'm, I'm, I know it's not much of a victory, but if we can get 70 wins, that's, that's a long way we came just to get – we went from really bad to just bad. Um, anyway, uh, and um, – Edmund has uh, 24 stolen bases, and I'd like to see him get 30. That would be three straight seasons with 30 stolen bases. And that's about it. And the last thing I'm going to say on the Cardinals is this. Uh, Wilson Contreras, he has lived up to the contract that we have gave him. Last year, if you look at his numbers from the Cubs last year and throughout his average every season, he's done just as good or exceeded him this year. I'm really happy to have him on the team. I think next year he'll know the pitchers better, and I'm just excited. He's done a heck of a job, and he's been red hot the last six weeks. So um, that's it in Cardinal news. And uh, anytime we have a winning week, that's a good week in St. Louis land. A couple of uh, trivia matters. When uh, Baltimore beat you on Sunday, do you know why that was historic? Excuse me, on Monday. Mm. On Monday? No, I don't. Baltimore became the first team in Major League Baseball to defeat every other team at least once during the season. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's of course, a, that's it couldn't cool. have happened any other year because the first year this is uh, everybody's played everybody, but that's that's it's quite a feat. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to see that too many years. Second, uh, no. um Max, uh, tell him the trivia thing you told me about the strikeouts that I, I with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so the last Cardinals pitcher to strike out 200 batters in a season was Bob Gibson. 
Every other really? team has had a pitcher do it since then. Most within the last 10 years have had at least one pitcher who's done it. Really? I'll be done. I did not know that. I If you had me give a 50-50 on that, I would have said, um, I would have went the other way. I did not know that. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I know one year, Jose De Leon, for some reason, it sticks out that he had a bunch of strikeouts, uh, but I guess he didn't hit 200. Um, that's just amazing. But, you know, they – the philosophy under Duncan was always pitched contact. Uh, so um, we uh, we took a trip to Iowa on Sunday to Des Moines to watch a triple-A team, which was uh, a whole lot of fun. Uh, Max, do your thoughts the first time going to uh, uh, the stadium in Des Moines and what you thought. It was a lot of fun. It's definitely a different experience. Um, you're not going to know every guy's name on the field. You're not going to know every every pitcher. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a smaller ballpark. It's not going to be cram-packed with people. You can get really good seats for not a lot of money, which was really cool. Um, it's probably my favorite ballpark experience I've ever had, I would say. Yeah, it was fun. We, uh, we sat on the first row right by the Cubs, Iowa Cubs dugout. So, I mean, we were right up close and personal with everybody. Um, that was just really cool um the uh stadium is if you watch the minor league games on mlb.tv uh the production is is so bad i mean they're not even filming these or, or have the cameras in high definition that's that's how behind the times they are so the stadium looks a little drab whenever you watch it on tv well stadium is not drab at all it's pretty cool so um, we had a we had a great time, um, and we got to see uh, PCA, and we uh, watched him go four for six. Was it four for five? Four, four for, for five. Six. Yeah. And he uh, he hit a grand slam. He had a hustle double wow. uh, to lead off the game, and uh, then the next day he was called up to the big show. So we may have watched his very last. Uh, triple-A game, and we also got to see Shane cool. Green pitch, a former all-star Shane Green, and then the next day he was DFA'd, so we may have seen him pitch his last triple-A game, too, so anyway. A lot of uh, history there. Yeah, we, we took a little video, so indulge us for three minutes and watch Maxwell and I's adventure to Des Moines. <laughs> Sunday of football, though. Fans, let's welcome the best mascot in minor There's PCA warming up. We're in the front row. Cubby Bears on the scoreboard.
How are you liking it so far, Max? I'm enjoying this quite a bit. something on facebook where you guys were watching somebody warm up and i seen that and that was pretty cool i love minor league baseball it's just these guys are working their butts off trying to get to the big show so that's pretty cool man yeah it, it was fun to watch um uh when we do our final i guess we'll do one more when this minor league season's over down on the farm where uh Rody and max can kind of recap all the seasons Cubs are gonna have some good teams in the postseason um in the minor leagues so uh i haven't been keeping up with the cardinals but you know that's your job you're the cardinal fan i guess <laughs> so um anyway uh let's start off the week with uh the revolving door known as the injured list our closer al is now on the injured list with the forearm strain taking his place coming off the injured list with coming off the forearm strain is uh Fulmer. So Azale goes out, Fulmer comes in. Candelario, he's got a bad back. He's on the IL. We call up 
PCA. Pete Crow Armstrong is now with the team. Uh, Boxberger is back. Um, and so we're, if we can get Alzale back, our bullpen is getting close to where it should be. Uh, Boxberger looked good. Um, Fulmer has looked okay since he's been back. He's picked up a save. Um, Alzale, the last few, they've been nursing him along the last like week and a half. He hasn't pitched much. And when he's been in there, you can tell there's something up with him. So um, we have a, we have we have to figure out a way to close out these games down the stretch, and I'll get into that in a moment. One of the answers may be Marcus Stroman, who's um, like I said in earlier episodes, nobody knew how long this injury was going to keep him out, but he's been throwing um, in Mesa, and he's been looking pretty good. He'll probably do one rehab appearance before they bring him in, and there's talk that um, they're going to put him in the bullpen, um, maybe to close out games till Alzale gets back. Uh, who knows? Uh, maybe he'll uh, he'll pitch in the starting rotation. We'll put Tyone back uh, to New York or somewhere. Uh, but I'll, I'll get in, I'll get into that. Um, in this week's game, uh, we had a lot of games. We were recording a day later, a week ago Tuesday, while we were recording, um, we beat the Giants eight to three. Uh, Suzuki was four for five with a home run, three RBIs. Morell hit a three-run homer. Uh, Gomes had three hits with two RBIs. Uh, then Wednesday, we uh, completed the sweep of the Giants. Uh, we won eight to two. Uh, Jordan Wicks, in his third major league start, won. He is the first Cub since 1901 to start three and zero after three starts with the Cubs. So that's awesome. Oh. Bellinger had two hits with a home run, two RBIs. Suzuki, two hits with three RBIs. Suzuki has been white hot. Amaya had a home run. So uh, good that we swept the Giants. And then Thursday, the Snakes came into town. And Thursday, we lost 6-2 to two, um, to the Diamondbacks. Uh, we only had five hits off of a starter whose ERA was around six. Um, but this was a game where we had a lot of hard hit balls that were out. It was one of those anomaly games where um, we we should have aberration. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. Uh, we sh with with the uh, uh, batted balls in play, we should have had more hits, but we didn't. Uh, Max's guy Nico had a couple hits. Then Friday uh, we had to face Zach Gallon, which we knew was going to be a tough uh, assignment. We lost one to nothing. Uh, Tyone pitched good, six innings, one hit. Uh, Zach got. Gallon pitched better. Uh, he had a complete game, one nothing shutout. Kloss uh, gave up a run in the eighth, and that's how we lost it. So we're 0-2 against the Diamondbacks, another potential wild card team. Then Saturday, we have to face um, Merrill Kelly, and we lost 3-2 in 10 innings. Steele showed up again big time, seven innings, one run, pitching against a playoff caliber team down the stretch. Cannot stress how pleased I am with his effort. Uh, Palencia gave up two runs in the 10th, and we lost that. Uh, so Sunday, we, we needed to win. Uh, otherwise, we we're going to get swept four games in Ridley by Arizona. Well, we did pick up a win on Sunday to avoid the four-game sweep. We won 5-2. to two. Uh, uh, Kyle Hendricks got the win. Uh, Morrell, Bellinger, Swanson all had home runs. Swanson also had three hits. Swanson seems to be heating up, too. So Monday we go to Denver 
and uh, we win five to four. Morrell hits a home run. Swanson has a couple more hits. Gomes has three hits. Uh, Jordan Wicks did not get a decision, uh, but he pitched six innings, one run in cores. Wow. So in yeah. four starts, he has a 1.99 ERA. So he his stuff does play in the major league. Uh, Fulmer, like I said, came off the IL and got the save in that game. Even though we won 5-4, it was sloppy. It was not a good game. We played a bad team and were fortunate to win. We continued our sloppy play Tuesday and today. We lost both of those games. Tuesday, we lost 6-4. to four. Today, we lost 7-3. to three. In today's game, for example... Uh, we're up three to one, I think, at this point. Um, and there's a fly ball to Hap, um, pretty routine. And he goes to catch it. And for some reason, he decides to give a little bunny hop and it pops out of his glove. Next guy, that would have been the third up. Next guy hits a home run. You know, just. It always happens that way. Yeah. It, it was agitating. Oh. <laughs> Bryant, who has barely played this year, uh, came off the IL and hit two home runs against us this series. Uh, we just look like a bad team the last three games in cores, going one and two. Um, it could be because we are tired because we have played 20 games or I, it's like 14 games in 13 14, days or something. Yeah, we had a doubleheader. Yes, something like that. So we do have the day off tomorrow. Um, and tomorrow's trip is to Arizona. So maybe the day off will do us some good. Our pitching is lined up uh, for Arizona. Um, to where we got our, our top three starters going against them. So hopefully we can at least go two and one and maybe repay them a little bit for what they gave us. Uh, but in the big picture, we have Arizona. We have uh, the Rockies in Wrigley. We have the Braves left. We have the Pirates mm -hmm. left. And we have the Brewers left. Um, it's not going to be an easy task for us, especially after I read off the IL list. Um, we may not make the playoffs. It's not like we are cemented five games ahead of the next uh, team that's not in the wild card race. It's very tight. If we don't make it, I'm I'm still going to be happy with this season because we have proved we are a good team. We just may be running out of steam and health the last few weeks. Um, but this series in, in uh, Denver, we looked like a tired team. We need the day off. So hopefully um, the day off will be something that we can uh, – we can take advantage of uh max what, what was your impression of the uh week mm. i mean it was bad baseball but when you go up against two aces and and with arizona staff i mean everyone knows gallon's having a almost a scion caliber season but merrill kelly is just he's been just as good uh then the one game against arizona that they lost uh, you're right it was a lot of fluky hard hit balls that went for outs the wind was blowing in you know, it wasn't a fun time for everyone, for anyone, that is. And with the chorus thing, it's always hard to beat the Rockies at home. I've, they're, you know, 30 games under 500. Uh, at home, they're only – the record is not that bad at home. Somebody's beating them, so. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, hopefully when they come to Wrigley next week, it'll really be an easier series. But, yeah, I think they're just tired right now. 
And I want to get back to uh, kind of how I started this segment. We have called up PCA, Pete Crow Armstrong, who doesn't have a hit yet, who does have an RBI. But uh, yesterday he made two fantastic plays in the outfield to show why he is uh, a top-notch defender right now. He had a ball pop out of his – I shouldn't say pop out. He lost in the sun. And – I think it was more of a communication thing because Suzuki could have caught this ball, but they haven't played together before. Suzuki's English is not that great. I don't know if Suzuki and Armstrong knew how to communicate that because uh, Armstrong at Crow Armstrong absolutely did not see this ball. Suzuki could have just trotted over there and caught it, but um, that's that was his only hiccup, uh, losing the ball in the sun. Uh, but he covers so much ground. And uh, if you uh want to see some uh great defense, uh, Google uh Tuesday's game and look at the two catches that he made that are just fantastic catches. Huge center field in uh Coors and oh, uh, Hawkman yes. Bellinger would not have made those plays, so he's already I've heard a lot of people. I've I've heard a lot of people on the radio and people I know talk about already his defense out there. And I thought of you guys because you've been talking about him for uh, the whole year this year, you know, uh, the reds, we played them and they, I did not know this. They lead all of baseball in stolen bases. They're oh yeah. They guys. run all the time. Mm-hmm. They, they run just on, take yeah. off. They just take off. And Baltimore is the team with the most consecutive series without being swept. Uh, it's 86 series. That doesn't seem like a lot to me. Well, I don't know, but the beat gets swept, you know. But I guess everybody gets swept now and then, but the, the Orioles, and they haven't been good but the last couple of years. But anyway, yeah. I just threw you a little trivia out there too. But I, I'm excited for you guys. You, you're you No matter what, you're in it. You're two and a half weeks to go. You're in it. And right now, injuries. I know uh, the Rangers just got news that Scherzer's out, you know. And um, so this is time of year. It's just – Everybody dig in and go, and there's un- heroes that come out of nowhere. You didn't even, you know, they were just the, like the 23rd guy on the team, and they come through. So uh, I'm happy for you guys. It's going to be a fun two and a half weeks watching it down the stretch. Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. Either, either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least I have a reason to watch baseball other than, well, let's see what we're marching out there today to see if there's anything good on the horizon. So... <laughs> Uh, that's us. Happy. That's yeah. us right now. Yeah. You know who a happy person is? Oh, Jeremy you know, there's Connor. only a few. Jeremy Connor's a happy yeah. person because he has the he makes answers. me happy. Yeah, he's got the answers that men need to have. Men need to have in order to make their lives better. Comes a time in every man's life when he needs some advice on relationships. You need to listen to the podcast DMDR, which stands for Dating, Marriage, Divorce, Remarriage, from my good friend, Jeremy Connor, the Dr. Phil of the Boot Hill. You can find DMDR on Spotify or whatever platform you choose to listen to your podcast. <laughs> Jeremy's the greatest, so. <laughs> oh, he's wonderful. To celebrate five or five years, geez. To celebrate our one-year anniversary uh, and uh, 50th episode, uh, we're going to kind of just talk about some of the memories that we've had that have that have been uh, 
that we've had since we started the podcast that are related to the podcast. Um, and some of those, uh, I guess, little special moments during the baseball season and the off season that have captured our fancy. And uh, I, I want to start off by saying uh, one of the coolest things that has happened during the podcast was when you did the uh, remote from uh, Tony Pruno's house. That was that was freaking cool. I've heard more probably from that one episode than any other we've done. And our, our it most was our, watched episode. Yes, it really was. And uh, I was over there just the other day and you wouldn't believe all the new stuff. I'll just put it that way. So we're, we may do a remote out there ourselves and just do the whole show out there sometime. We're going to figure out a way to do it, but you'll, you'll be, you'll be freaked out. His room just keeps spilling out to the other parts of the house. It's, it's amazing. A uh, lot of, a lot of baseball stuff. Does he have this? He has one. He has one. Cause I told him you had the whole set and he goes, Oh, really? I think he's got the Jim Palmer. He's got the Jim Palmer on there. But I showed him the picture, and he just looked briefly, and he goes, Palmer, Cash. He could go down the line and name them all right there. Mm. Yeah, that, that was that was good. We're, we're going to try to do more remotes, too. I, I would love to do more remotes. We've got a, a couple of people lined up already, and uh, we'll see if we can make it happen. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. What, what are some what of me your memories? <laughs> well, I we have 16, Vince. I went back with a fine-tooth comb and we have 16 sort of segments we have done and some of them are better than others we've and you know i i want to first thank vince this was his idea me and vince met each other and a cub game was on tv and i said oh you're a cub fan he goes yeah i'm a cub fan and i said great man that's great baseball's the best and from then on and one day he said we got to do a podcast on baseball and here we are to this day and we've learned a lot we weren't always this all three of us are very cool and sophisticated characters. We've learned a lot in the last year. Uh, one of the things I have to say, I, can, we'll, I think we'll do better next time. When we did our prediction show at the beginning of the season, we got kind of, I think I got carried away with statistics. And it seemed like, man, I was reading off statistics for about 12 straight minutes. And I heard from a few folks that said, you don't have to go so deep into the statistics. JJ. I did too. <laughs> So next year will be more light and just, you know, talk about the players and maybe some of the rivalries and, you know, just trends and things like that. So that was one of the things that uh, I really learned from this year because we learned a lot. All the segments didn't hit the bullseye every single time, but that was one of my memories. Let me let me elaborate on on the podcast. I've wanted to do this podcast for about three or four years. I've thought about it. And I've looked at a few people. I didn't tell them I was considering asking them for a podcast, but what I was looking for was someone who was basically positive, who knew baseball and who was as committed as I was to, to baseball. Um, so I, I had almost asked a couple of people, but I thought, no, because I think it's going to boil down to they're going to start doing the 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 jabs, you know, 
Oh yeah. yeah. With the lady who left her eight kids at Wrigley Field, go pick them up. They're beating the Cubs four to nothing. You know, I I've heard them all in fifty seven years, and I didn't want it to spill into that. So I I was very careful on who I wanted to. Do. I didn't want to just do the podcast and have it be bad. So when we met, um, you one of the first times because I. I used to do comedy. I got out of it about about eight months ago. JJ was starting as I was kind of exiting. So we crossed paths then. One of those times you had a Houston Astro shirt and they had the, the kiss people oh, yeah. in the Houston. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. So yeah, I we started talking baseball. One day you bought a bunch of your stuff to that uh to O'Fallon, Illinois to show me your cub stuff. And um, I think maybe that was when I asked, hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Man. And uh, it, it's kind of taken off since then. Um, like JJ said, we've learned a lot of things. And one of the things we have learned is even though we're statistic nerds, we can't just sit here and spout off statistics because we put people to sleep. <laughs> so uh, that's been cool. It's also been really cool um, to have Max on here uh, to get that um modern analytics that is not really our bag i mean i've got my few that i really like uh i i i i like war i like uh, uh ops uh stuff like that um but if there's a statistic on uh the player who grows the best toenails max would know it so mm. it's uh, mike trout it... by the way okay it's so... always mike trout <laughs> okay oh. When in doubt, Mike Trout. So, so uh, it, it has been cool to have Max on here, get his perspective, and uh, not just because he's my son, uh, but because he has so much baseball knowledge. And I get a lot of compliments on when Max is on here, how knowledgeable he is, and how um, even when you know we put him on the spot, he's still, yeah. Oh yeah, stuff. So that's really cool. Thank you. Well, um, thank you. I the things I hear the most about that people like is when we get people involved and stuff. Uh, Max does this. The number one thing I had, I had the top ten things I that we do that people have responded to. But it's well, usually when we have a contest. Or you guys, Vince, you do a great job with the videos and putting the music behind it. And it's and people just love that. But the number one thing is the trivia. And that's all Max. He makes that board and puts the pictures up and comes up with the questions. And I've heard so many people play along with us because we, we have enough time where we talk in between and people can pause and then play along and they really like it. And that's probably the number one thing uh i've heard anything to anybody talk about is the trivia so max thank you. you did a great job with that and you know i probably hear from five people a week about oh i had a good time with the trivia and then we've been having the guests on there and uh vince has figured out a way to add people on so we have a a, a guest on there which by the way we've never lost to and uh so anyway uh max just want to tell you you do a great job with the trivia and keep it up man because that's a uh, that's really top notch. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Uh, I'll say my favorite part of the show um, is over the course of the past year. It's it's so cool to me that we can go through the entire baseball 
season and off season and in this linear progression and just just talk about it like uh when you guys first started it was you know basically beginning of the off season or around the postseason time and then you get to cover the entire off season there's all the stuff to talk about that's one of the best things about baseball is that there's constant action there's constant things happening throughout you know every part of the year there's no down moment for the sport which i think is really cool i agree i agree i i love the off season just i i shouldn't say just as much as the season but i don't spend the off season uh not thinking baseball there's always something going on and there's oh, yeah. going to be a lot going on this off season oh mm. october you got the playoffs you got the awards you got the hall of fame the voting for the hall of fame the winter meetings the signings and then just just when you think man this winter's bleak uh spring training starts and it all starts all over again so that's that's it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. two, of, two of my favorite things that we were able i was able to do um outside the podcast but incorporate the podcast was um I wanted to go to the Hall of Fame since I was a kid, since I started watching baseball. I'd heard this mythical place called Cooperstown, and I wanted to go there. And it was just never in the cards. I never made it out to that part of the country until it 2018. We went out to Maine, somewhere around there. Um, but we didn't stop at the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I didn't want to because we had a couple of my kids who wouldn't have appreciated it. And <laughs> I, I I wanted to experience the whole thing on a pace. So we, we went to the Pez Museum instead, the International Pez Museum. So, That's but cool. anyway, uh, <laughs> Max had a great time at the Pez Museum, as did all the kids. Uh... <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, it was really fun to be the Hall of Fame. And it was really fun to to do the videos and just kind of take the people with us. And it was a really cool trip because we saw a great game in Pittsburgh where they came back to win. And we, we watched uh, um, McCutcheon get a game-winning hit. Um, and at that time, that pushed them to first place in June, which was really cool. Pittsburgh's in first place in June. And it fell back, but that was really cool. The Hall of Fame was awesome, even though we did have to, you know, look up in the sky and see the uh, the results of the uh, Canadian wildfires at that time. So it was kind of an overcast oh, because of all the smoke right. the whole time we were there. But then we went to Cleveland, and I don't I don't know how many games I've been to in my life, but I've never seen a three home run game. And um, so when uh oh gosh, uh, Jose Ramirez Ramirez. Yep. When he hit the first two home runs, I he got he came up a third time and I, I didn't get the 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 camera going in time and he grounded out. Well, maybe he'll get up one more time. But he got up the fourth time and I have the camera on the hole of bat and he hits the home run. I think I've rewatched that 50 times. It's it's just I don't I don't care about Cleveland. But it's just neat to experience that kind of a baseball moment. And there it went. It was so, so cool. So, Well, I, I said there were 16 segments. I got my top 10. Can I kind of go down them quickly and we can kind of throw our two cents in? Would that be yeah. okay? 
All right, the first, the tenth, uh, the round table. We've gotten some good responses from the round table. We've got more like I would call friends of the show that pop in and out on different things. And the round table's great. And Vince, you kind of are like the host of the thing. And we get to each ask three questions and maybe we can do it for the playoffs and we'll get everybody's thoughts on the playoffs for the next round table. But the round table, I put it 10, not because it's, you know, I just, I put it in there, but uh, it we're, we're building to a climax right now. But the round table is great and we can put a lot of people on there at the same time. So uh, anyway, so round table, I'll put it 10. Any thoughts on that? You enjoy it? I enjoy it. Um, my my favorite guest, and there's a background behind this, is um, uh, my second cousin Brian was once a guest on there. He's a diehard Cardinal fan, and when I asked him to be on here, he didn't. He kind of okay, I'll do it. But that's when the Cardinals were really starting to to show a lot of cracks, and he was not a happy Cardinal fan when he was on here. And I knew that he was like, you know, but he did a great job talking uh, without uh, he did. exploding. <laughs> Damn these Cardinals. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Oh, uh, well, number nine. And a lot of people, this is their favorite thing. Number nine. I put opening the cards at the end of the show. A lot of people like that. Uh, we, sometimes talk about recollections of the particular player people like it when you don't know who the player is and you throw it over your shoulder you know like oh yeah or you make a little you know don money you know you make a little joke about don money or something like that but opening the cards and we have all the rob ringle that maybe go down as all time one of the worst cards ever but uh, opening cards number nine i like the opening cards I do too. I like your uh, Kmart ones you open. That was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I put eight Cardinal Cub news. A lot of people get extra stories out of the Cardinal and Cub news. And by the way, Cardinal news, uh, Wainwright on September 30th will have a concert after the game. It's like his last weekend. He's going to do a country concert after the game. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but if you want to see Wayno do a show after the ball game, uh, they're doing that. But people get a lot of other news uh i know we scan new, the papers and mlb and uh, everything to get any kind of highlights and what we thought of the week that, that happened before so uh, anyway number eight i put cardinal cub news you're very good at that vince doing the cardinal cub news i i and max can attest to this i listen to a ton of podcasts um i some of them I don't like the hosts, but I, I I look for nuggets that they bring out because most podcasts are fans, even like uh, the Locked On podcast, which is, you know, a whole universe of, of every team's got a Locked On now in every sport, it seems like. Uh, but it's just two guys who are, who are just super fans. Um, but I get a lot of information from there because the fans – who do these podcasts, a lot of times they have the insight that I'm looking more for than a fan. So um, some of the stuff I just come up with whenever I'm looking at articles and stuff like that. But other times um, I think, wow, I like that person's point. So I'm, I'm going to incorporate it in this. So um, 
and I, it's not like it's work to do that kind of stuff. I just love doing it. I'd be doing it even if, you know, been listening. Like, I'd be talking to people, I'd be talking to people on the corner of the street. Yeah. If, if, if we weren't doing this, that's exactly right. It's just sort of like a, we meet together. People say it's like we get together with friends, just talk baseball. I think that's our most like just talking to everybody and saying, hey, here's what I think. And of course, I get to hear back from other people and what they think. And that's pretty cool. And 99% of it's positive. Um, I'm going to this goes back. This goes to Max and Brody, but down on the farm, a lot of people like down on the farm. They like to see Max. You know, now we bring the pretty boys in. There's me and you, Vince. You know, we're not bringing in the chick. Thank you. We got <laughs> Max and Brody bringing in the ladies and uh and they do they did triple a double a and single a i really enjoy i learned a lot of course uh here's a little spoiler i write everything out for brody you can probably tell and uh but i i absolutely love that it's a good time and vince you put the good special effects up and everything fantastic mm, i just i love keeping up with prospects because it's a it's a whole nother level to the game to where the point where it's almost you know it is equally as important what your farm team is doing uh, just about it's it's more about player development but at the same time like these are still young guys they're trying to win games you know even minor league playoffs is playoff experience uh, for for guys who may not have had that in college they may not have had that in high school so getting that experience is so cool and it's just uh, i have a ton of fun doing it you did a great job man well uh number six i got the contest we We've had six contests, Vince, for different things. I tried to find some cub items too. You had some uh, uh, crafts in there that uh, you give away one of uh, either a cardinal or cub mug. We've had bobbleheads. We had a Don Kessinger uh, eight by ten who played for both the Cubs and the Cardinals. We've had six contests and six different winners. And uh, I think the most people that competed in one of those was the All Star game one. I think we had like fourteen people com compete in that. So that was really cool. And we had our Candy Barks, who was on the beginning of the show, she won that contest. So that was pretty darn cool. Um, any any word on the contest? I'm always trying to think of something new and a new uh, prize or something. Yeah, I, I like the contest. You basically do all of them except for the one I threw in there. But uh, I, uh, I think uh, in the future, we're going to be giving away cars, luxury vacations, trips, trips. cruises cruises i i can see the, the whole thing i you know you you're gonna go spend the week with the dalai lama stuff like uh, that i've talked to my wife and there's a possibility of win a date with jj so i'm just putting that out there <laughs> all right she was really eager for that prize to be given away yes right yes there. yes yes <laughs> Um, number five, the spotlights. When we spotlight a year or a player, I learned so much from the about some of the Cub players, the Kenny Holtzman and the Dave Kingman ones were. I like them all, but those two were my favorites. There was stuff I didn't even know. You really dug deep on some of those. So, and then the seasons, we pick a season and do that. Uh, a lot of people like that. We usually save it for the off season when there ain't as much going on. But uh, I love the spotlights. I, I love doing the spotlights and I love who you bring, uh, whether it's someone old school or someone that's more in, in our time, um, because I grew up in St. Louis. So I, I, I knew all the Cardinal stuff 
that was going on. Um, but my interest was always reading about Cub players. So a lot of the stuff that you bring up, I, I've never, I never knew. Um, my, uh, I, I, I have, I have a degree in history. I love doing research. So that's always a lot of fun, but <laughs> if you want to research someone who has passed away and you really want to know something about them, research their obituary. And give you an example, Champ Summers, about half that information I got was from his obituary. So that, I, you know, people, when someone, a former athlete dies, they write long drawn out obituaries or memorials in the paper uh, that go a lot further than like Wikipedia or MLB.com. So uh, I, I love doing that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I love listening to what you bring to the table. And, oh, and I usually and, have some sort of uh, memorabilia about the player. I like bringing, I, I love showing off my memorabilia, as you can tell. So I always pick somebody I have something of so I can show it off and everything. And I just love talking about that stuff. We did make history because we are the only podcast who has ever done a spotlight on B.B. Richards. On B.B. Richards. That's right, you other guys out there. Yeah. So try to catch up with us. Um, I have number four being the videos, and I kind of brushed on that before. We the and to tell everybody kind of the story, me and Brody uh, always pick a different stadium every year to go to, and we were going to Milwaukee to see two games, which we absolutely loved. Vince gives me a call, and he says, "Send ten second videos down, just videotape some stuff and send it to me, and I'll make a video." And I was like, "Okay." So we shot some of the Friday and some of the Saturday game, had a blast, and Vince turned stuff that was just. Here's some pictures into something really cool. He put music behind it and put little uh, arrows or little sayings on the side. And it was really cool. We've had about five of those this year. And I, even a baseball card show. I kind of took some video at a baseball card show and just was talking to people. So that, yeah. I love that. That's very popular. Well, in the video that we watched earlier, uh, Max and I at the Des Moines game, and I'm I'm filming and this was just for my wife at the time. I wasn't going to show anybody them dragging the field because that was her dream job as a kid. She wanted to drag a major league baseball field. But as they're dragging, David Bodie walks by and Max kind of waves. Wave. He, he, little... he gives him a nod. So I put that David Bodie nodding to Max right here. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah, that was fun. Very, very cool. I, I'm telling you what, your wife's top notch. Wouldn't that's a great, I would, that would be a perfect job, man. I'd love that too. Three, I got the remotes, which I always put the Tony Pernu, uh, Tony Pruno. Yes. I, I, he's one of my best friends. I can't even remember his name. Uh, being at his house in there, he was such a great host. He loves the podcast. He actually really tells other people about it and uh really promotes us and his room is the room i dream of it's fantastic the new stuff he's got oh my gosh uh he just got a tom siever rookie card 1967 i don't know if his wife knows he bought that but it's oh my gosh i just looked at it and you know i want to walk wear, wear gloves when i go in there but we're going to try to do more remotes i would love to do more remotes i got to figure out how to do it i want to buy one of those little uh I I'm technologically not very advanced. One of those little tablets you can carry around and do 
do something in different places. So I'm going to get that hopefully at Christmas time and be able to do more remotes. We got some good ideas coming up on that. Uh, number two, the interviews. We've, we When we first started, we had some interviews of some people. Uh, we had Andrew Gieselman, who's a beer man. We had, uh, I mean, Shannon was on there. Uh, fantastic. Uh, big ratings, Jeff Phipps came on. And we got some big ratings from Mr. Phipps himself, who worked as a radio uh, reporter. Uh, we got, um, oh, let's see, uh, Phil Brooks was on there and and we've had some really good times meeting people who somehow have some affiliation and a love for the game and uh i don't know how you feel about that vince but that's been great i hope we meet a lot more in this next year yeah i i've had fun with the uh the interviews and uh oh, just yeah. finding out from you know there there are some topics i can't address really well and it's really neat to get someone's perspective who is more closely associated to the topic so like like andrew with you know being a, a beer vendor at the stadium i would like to figure out how that works so that was pretty cool to talk to him um my cousin mark uh who worked at the uh, card shop that my cousin rick owned that chain of card shops you know that was pretty cool to hear his perspective and, you know, Shannon talking about her perspective on the growing role of women in baseball was was cool. So, yeah, I'd like to do uh, more interviews. And uh, the people we interview, yeah, they generally, you know, we ask them, can you come back to a panel? Oh, yeah. You know, so they. Oh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Man. And the last one is the trivia. Everybody, that's their favorite one. And Max, I was just going to ask a couple of questions. How long does it take you to put together the, the board, the pictures, the questions, that seems like that's a, a long process. The questions are hard because, you know, we've done trivia, I think, three times now. So another way to look, that's 25 questions each time. And it's it's really hard to find the balance between difficult and not too easy. Like, it's like, oh, name the last Cardinals MVP. Oh, Paul Goldschmidt. Like, you can't ask questions like that. So finding the more obscure stuff is kind of hard sometimes, but it's also a lot of fun research where, you know, if I don't, if I find something interesting and I can't use it as a question, it's still something really cool to find out, just somewhat interesting. Usually takes me a couple hours to find all those weird nuggets and stuff. Well, some of your categories too, the, the stadiums, I absolutely love that. And I still to the life of me don't know how Vince got Oakland Coliseum with a cat on a step i'm like what the that man is on another level right there that's i could i i would i i don't know if i could have got that one mm -hmm. i will say a lot of questions it's stuff i've seen you know weeks prior that just kind of sticks with me that the the oakland coliseum cat thing there's a weird article that came out like five months ago talking about how during the off season they had this horrible problem where all these feral cats got in and it just kind of oh. sticks with you and you know you're trying to think of a question it's like oh yeah that that was the thing that happened. That was kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, you did the you did the foods, and I thought that was a lot of fun too. Uh, but I must say that the final Jeopardy that you did last week was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that was a lot of fun. I love that too. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm sorry that uh, our guest uh, didn't quite understand it. I hope in the future our guests <laughs> start kind of rolling with it, but. Um, but I, I, 
He did good. He uh, he did the mm. best of any of our guests. I have us having five trivia. Vince has won three. I've won two, and our guests have been well. You know, you got the Dan, you got Mendoza line, Dan Rutledge. Then you got Phibs, who's kind of you know he's a utility player. And then the young guy, uh, Corby, did actually pretty good. You know, up and coming right there. Future mm. all star. Future all star. Well, that's my ten right there, and it's been such a fun time this year. I met so many people, and it's it's growing. It seems like we're just growing each month and getting bigger and coming up with new fun things. We got some great things planned for next year, and I I really can't wait. Yeah, here's a couple things I I, I want to address. Um, I like when something happens during the week, and I can't wait to get on the podcast and talk about it. Uh, one was when we signed uh, Swanson in the offseason. I could not wait to get on the podcast and say, we we got one of the shortstops. Couldn't wait. Um, and nothing like we're rubbing it in or anything like that, but that catch by Talkman in St. Louis that may be the, what turned our season completely around. Um, I, I Oh, man, I I can't wait to get on the podcast, but I don't want to, I don't want to rub it in. I, I you know, I have to, no. I have to be careful when I talk about this, not like, yeah, he did it against you, you know, so <laughs> refrain from doing that, that. So That play was incredible. I don't care what two teams were playing, but that play just summed up our whole season right there. And it seems like when I come on here, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to be positive. And uh, everybody's just, uh, so many people are gloom and doom. And I'm like, you know what? Could be worse. This was something good that happened. Uh, we're not winning, but, uh, you know, I try to figure out a new way to uh, excite the fan base a little bit. That's my, my thing this year. It's been rough. You always, you guys always do a great job of staying positive. And at the one time you guys can be gloomy, if you have an 0 for 7 week, you can lay into the team at that point. But until then, as long as you've got one win, you can talk about that win. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I always tell people about baseball. Even in your worst season, you're going to wake up 60 times a year in a good mood. That's right. You know, hey, we won. Okay, we're a terrible team, but we won. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, Let me, before we get to baseball cards, I do want to address them. I I had a few people who uh, sent comments to me about um, our top five right-handed pitchers. And I something i need to clarify this a uh, guy named bob um from lyle illinois cub fan uh he <laughs> scolded me and said i can't believe you didn't include fergie jenkins i was gonna I, bring that up actually i, I that that really struck me as kind of strange okay these were the five top right-handed pitchers that I've seen pitch. I didn't see Jenkins pitch a major league game until his last stint with the Cubs, about 82, 83, somewhere around there. He was well past his prime because when I started watching baseball, he was already pitching for the Rangers and the Red Sox. And I just didn't see their games. This was before MLB.TV. A lot of it was before... Uh, there was games on cable. So I just did not see him pitch until his final stint in the early 80s with the Cubs when he was just, he's ready to retire. He had lost his stuff. So I, I guess I should have clarified 
I, these are people I've seen pitch, not just that were around when I was. So I didn't get to experience the Fergie Jenkins that. Right. Uh, you know, and I, I kind of explained that with Gibson, uh, you know, I, I didn't see him pitch really. Um, but that's, that's like, I, I had Seaver at number one. I saw Seaver a lot because he pitched for the Mets and they were in the East and I could watch Cardinal games and I could watch Cub games and I could see him pitch with the Mets. And then uh, he got traded to the Reds. The Reds were a dynasty in the seventies and they were always on game of the week. So I saw Seaver pitch a lot. And then when he went to the White Sox, I would watch a lot of White Sox games I've already talked wow. about. So I saw him go from being a sheer power pitcher to more of that crafty veteran, and he was still good. And that's why I had him number one, because he adapted really well as his stuff diminished. So just a point of clarification. So when we do this in the future and I leave out somebody, there's a reason I've left them out. Maybe I was a contemporary with them when I was a kid. I just didn't get the chance to see them play. So. And, and that's the great thing about baseball. Everybody's got their opinions and who they saw and they maybe just caught them on the right day or, uh, you know, or what you remembered was far, far superior to other people. But we all have our own opinions. You know, I probably shouldn't have thrown Gibson in there. And I don't think I understood it quite right. But anytime you mention right-handed pitching, I always go Bob Gibson with anything. And technically, I was he was around when I was a kid. So, yeah, but you're right. I missed the best years of Bob Gibson, too. So that me mentioning Gibson probably had the Cub fans going, hey, what about Fergie? You know, so I that probably brought that on. Yeah, so uh, no disrespect to Fergie. Um, no. Of course. There I, I think yes. highly of him. So, <laughs> well. Let's uh, finish with what the people really love, baseball cards. Oh, yes. I am opening a 1990 Major League Baseball edition, the collector's choice. And I like when Max is on here so he can let us know whether or not he's heard of these people. Oh, JJ, what are, you, what are you opening? Well, we have a sponsor this week, and it's not Jeremy Conner. It is Tom Maget. He was the guy at the beginning in the truck wishing us uh, uh, happy uh, first year. He listens every week and he, me and him were at a card show and he bought me a uh, series two, 2023 pack. And it's got judge on it. And I hear there's some really good cards in this part of the set. So this is my first time I've opened any packs from the second series. Well, I'll go ahead and get started. All right. Um, if I can figure these out. <clears throat> Max, have you heard of David West from the Twins? No. Okay, he had a decent career. He was a New York Met too at one. Yeah, time. he he was a Met. Yeah. Um, I know you've heard of this guy, Tom Glavin. Uh, a little bit. Hall of Famer. Very good. Good pictures. Good pictures on those too. Have you heard of David West from the Twins? Twins. I have I, actually, I, yeah. I, I, As of thirty seconds ago, yes. What the heck? <laughs> what? They saw you coming. These guys are identical twins. Isn't that awesome that they play for the twins? The Doublement Twins in the Twin City, yeah. Uh, how about Zane Smith from the Expos? Also played for the Braves. 
No, not really. Yeah, he went insane. I <laughs> <laughs> did joke. Terrible. Oh, John Orton from the Angels. I don't know him. Yeah, I, I think so. I... Okay, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, my second Hall of Famer. Everybody knows a crime dog, Freddie McGriff. The crime dog, yes. Love Here's an guy. interesting Played one. The Cubbies for a little while. He sure did. Uh, Max, do you remember Daryl Evans? No. Daryl no, Evans he was a good third baseman. hit 414 home runs. One of the most underrated power hitters of the 70s and 80s. Uh Oh, who's that goober? Keith Hernandez? Oh, yeah. Oh, whatever. Uh, hey, we got Neil Allen. We got Neil Allen for him. Oh, one of the most dramatic, famous home runs in baseball history, Kurt Gibson. Yep. Yes, pumping that arm around second base. I got another double. Oh. Not a Hall of Famer, but the son of a Hall of Famer, Chris Gwynn. Chris Gwynn. He looks happy. Oh, yeah. It's, that's Tony Gwynn. <laughs> oh. For the Baltimore Orioles, Dave Johnson. That's not Davey Johnson, the coach. No, that's, this guy's a pitcher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh... Oh, former Kansas City Royal and New York Yankee, Steve Bye Bye Balboni. Yeah. Power guy. Good baseball name. Yeah. yeah. He uh he he Denver had a minor league team for years before they had a major league team. And he was playing for the uh minor league team in Denver and he hit like a ton of home runs and everybody was like, okay, is he really at that kind of power or is it just the fields? So he had a pretty good uh, Dave Bergman. Tigers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good player. And, okay. This player won the National League Rookie of the Year in 1989 for the Chicago Cubs. Max, you oh. got to guess. It's funny you mentioned this because I was looking at the list earlier today on a little side tangent. Gosh. Mm. I, I I think I might have an idea. I don't think I know it. Jerome, Jerome Walton. Walton? Yeah, Jerome Walton. I thought he was going to be a big star for years and years. I mean, he was a nice player, but that one year he had a great year. Yeah, rookie year was kind of magical. And that was it. That's what I got, J.J., all right, I got the series two with with Judge on it from the tops this year, and uh, the first card they have like superstars. I'm gonna have to set up so I can put the put the cards closer to the TV or for to the monitor. Ah, uh, you guys know this guy. Uh, you guys got the best years out of him, Anthony Rizzo, right there. He's in a Yankee uniform. Sorry about that. No disrespect. <laughs> Oh, what is going on? We got another uh, Cub-centric uh, pack here, it looks like. Uh, a, a guy, I don't know if y'all heard of him, uh, Darby Swanson, flipping the ball over to the uh, second baseman. Oh, look at that. 
Uh, oh, this is one of my favorite. And this is a great card to have. One of my favorite moments in the whole year. Vince went on a tangent about this guy, Jameson Talion. Look right there. <laughs> that was one I of the greatest he your cake today. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's see here. Some of these guys, I have trouble reading their names um, or saying their names. Uh, oh, Mr. Profar. Used to be with the Rangers, and now he's with the, yeah, yeah. He's made himself a nice outfielder too. He used to be an infielder. There he yeah. is running around the bases, and talk about a disappointment. The Padres and the Mets. I mean, we've been a disappointment, but those teams spent a lot of money, and there was big expectations on them. Okay, I uh, see if you guys know this guy, Nate Eaton from the Royals. Yeah, we saw him when when he played us. Oh, okay. The Royals played us, yeah. I, I remember him. I don't recall him. What's great about this second seri uh, series is, like, Swanson, if you put his card out at the beginning of the year, they probably had in the pictures ready, and he yeah. wouldn't have been in a Cub uniform. So that's that's kind of what's cool on that. Oh, we got a card here. He played first tonight, Alec Burleson. Had a real good minor league career, and he's doing okay in the pros. He just doesn't get a lot of playing time. And every time we do cards, uh, we've mentioned the player in the show. There's always one or two that we've mentioned, and this is no exception. Great card, and one of our favorite players, Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, yeah. There he is getting excited after doing something great, probably. I hope he play, comes back and plays another year, and I hope he stays with the Pirates. Uh, this is the uh, Guardians, Tyler Freeman. Do not know that guy, but I like that jersey. He's a role player. He's a role player. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can both salute this player. Catcher, Wilson Contreras. Right there. Yes. Love that guy. He's done a great job with us. And let's see who we got here. Luis Ortiz, a pitcher for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a nice yeah. card right there. It's kind of got a gloss on it right there. And the last one, they did an old-style card of outfielder from the Giants, Mitch Hanniger. Oh, right nice. There. Yeah, like that's pretty that. cool. I like that with the uh, the little uh, thing right there in the corner. So that's it for me on my, on this uh, Series 2, 2023. Well, we do want to thank all of you who listen uh, faithfully, those who listen sporadically, we want to thank you too. It's the first time you've ever listened. Thank you. Uh, episode 51 is going to be much better than episode 50 uh, because they always get better. But thank you for sticking with us for a year. Uh, we look forward into doing another year of this, uh, getting better at this, um, getting to the point where we have uh, some bigger guests. Uh, we've got we got one that we're really excited about in the works that, oh, um yeah i can't believe aaron judge is going to be on the show but yeah so but anyway he'll be right here he's yeah, right here yeah yeah so thank you for all the uh feedback thank you for all the support and we will see you next week